Everybody's always talking about politics. There's no escaping it. And the two-party system becomes such an intense sport that no one wants to see their team lose, like the Lions. Is that the way it's supposed to be? After all, from a Bible perspective, Christians are from a nation called Heaven under a king named Jesus. Let's talk more about that on today's episode of Jackson Cloud. Today's game includes Pitchstorm, which we're going to see how good you guys are at your storytelling abilities. Here's what's going to happen. Which is awful. You can either have a pick of a character in the story, or you can have a pick of the plot in the story. What would you like more? Because whatever you don't choose, you're going to get at random. I mean, I'm going to do the plot. I'll do character then. All right, all right. So here's three characters to choose from. Casey, there's three plots to choose from. All right, Olivia has chosen to decide what character she wanted. We're, go ahead and flip it over. What is it? A noble barbarian from a distant land. A noble Ooh. barbarian from a distant land. Now, Olivia, I am going to set a plot out in front of you, and from the moment you see it, you need to tell us what it is. And then tell us the story. Okay. You're pitching it to me. I will decide whose was better and who will make the cut for the upcoming TV show that we apparently are starting. You will have one minute. A noble barbarian from a distant land... Must protect their small village from a horde of bandits. And go. So, first of all, this is a little bit difficult because I'm a noble... This is a noble barbarian from a distant land... And the land is distant from their homeland, I guess, maybe. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, let's try again. Um, Noble Barbarian, really good at protecting small villages from a horde of bandits. But she never thought that her own small village would have to be protected from a horde of bandits. So she's been going to all these distant lands to protect small villages, but then gets word from Pigeon that her small village is getting attacked. So she has to run home and try and protect her friends and family and keep the crops safe and make sure that everyone is taken care of and their food doesn't get stolen and their houses don't get burned. And it's a tragic tale. Or maybe it's not tragic. We'll see in this season. (laughs) And pause. Casey already chose a plot. I have the plot of leads a deadly rescue mission on Mount Everest. And the person, the character who is leading your plot will be crime-fighting robots. Go! All right. So these crime-fighting robots have discovered and or found a group of, let's just call them the Everest Mafia. And they are, they have actually made a secret layer on top of Mount Everest. And those that have actually been, let's just say, given an offer they can't refuse by this Everest Mafia have been taken prisoner. And there has been a scientist, his name is Frank, and he developed this robot named Sam, because everyone needs a Sam. And so, developed Sam the crime-fighting robot... And he has sent Sam and his 
crime-fighting robot tears into climbing up the mountain and helping to dismantle the mafia that is on Mount Everest to rescue the people that are stuck with an offer they can't refuse. And uh, first off, you do a horrible mafia impression. It was it was on the spot. It was hard. I would just say awesome. <laughs> You can, because it's Mount Everest. Oh, you can't refuse. Maybe that's not any better. I don't it's know. not much better. <laughs> well, <laughs> Vindicated. All right, so we've got Casey's plot, which was... I don't know, guys. Your details are lacking. So we're going to... I had Frank. I had Sam. I put in a mafia. I don't care what their names are. I need Listen, story. Everyone story. needs a I'm Sam. I'm about to invest millions of dollars into your show. We're going to bring on... Our, our music interview person from the end of this show to show you all how it's done right now. He's, no pressure? Yes. Kevin, wait. Get out of the waiting room. Get over here. No, guys. <laughs> all right. All right. Everybody make room. Make room. Make room. Scoot uh, over. I need a deck. Uh, or Neil. <laughs> I mean, you can grab a chair if you want. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, okay. So, Kevin, do you prefer to know your character or your plot ahead of time? Um, character. Alright. See, I like the plot, because you can make a There's character. There's three characters, you choose the one you, you want. You get to choose one. And I get three. I'm going to choose So plots. I can look at them and choose? Yep. Okay. You want to go first? Here, what's that taco burrito? I want you to go first. Okay. It's been right. a long time right. since I played this game. Mm, okay. Right? <laughs> so, my plot... Here's the timer. My plot is that someone is on a quest to discover Atlantis, and my character is a kid with a creepy imaginary friend. Here we go. <laughs> so there's this kid, and there's this kind of blue blob of sorts. It's like, hey, follow me, Mac Chameleon. And uh, uh, he's like, oh, man, I, I don't know. I, this sounds kind of weird, but here you are standing in front of me. What do you want? He's like, Oh, we're going to see things you've never seen before. Tell, let me tell you. He's like, oh, okay, well, I, where are we going? He's like, to the lost city of Atlantis. So, like, he's following this thing, but the doctors find out, like, kid, you're under, like, this hypnosis of sorts. You can't be listening to the voices in your head. And he's like, but he's so real, and he's here, and, and, and he he's shown me on a map where it is so maybe i should check it so he goes on google maps and he looks it up he's like that that's a weird looking hole in the middle of the ocean we should go there so he follows it and lo and behold this like creepy thing was like this real thing that was out to get him and like will Stop. he live um first of all i think you're edging on copyright infringement so what? automatic failure hang on what are you oh because because max yeah Fine. Fine, fine. No, this was the edgier Foster's recreation. <laughs> uh -huh. that's, uh -huh. that's what 2020 is all about, baby. All right, so so now, Kevin, uh, tell us your, your character. Uh, so it looks like I get to pick a historical figure and set in a cloning lab. Uh, I will do Jimi Hendrix. All right, so Jim, the clone of Jimi Hendrix... <laughs> It's trapped in the body of a bear. Tell us the story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the clone of Jimi Hendrix, uh, he's just as good as real Jimi Hendrix, okay? He's rocking out at Woodstock, the, the current day Woodstock, which is set in a woods. So, uh, he goes off into the woods one morning just to get away from the crowds and all the hustle and bustle from the festival. So, he goes in the woods and all of a sudden a bear comes. 
a bear. And so as he's just singing along, you know, singing uh, The Wind Cries Mary, uh, here comes this bear who's like, mmm, Jimi Hendrix looks yummy. And so he eats the... <laughs> so Jimi Hendrix gets eaten by a bear. and um, But, you know, he's got his guitar with him while he's inside the bear. And so he uses the headstock and the neck of the guitar to wiggle his way out and destroy the bear kill the bear and then he lives so he can still play music and stop so it's not it's not inappropriate but i'm curious who thought like like Jimi hendrix was turned into the body of a bear and who thought he got trapped like consumed oh did i not explain that inside of the body of a bear <laughs> No, it is I trapped like, in the body of a bear. Yeah, but I guess it's left up to He's interpretation. In yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Do we have any feeling between all these stories as to who is the best, just communally? Bear. Bear. I'm go fine. If we're going with Kevin, then I'm going with Olivia. I thought her rereading of the same two cards six times was flawless. Listen. All right. Well, Kevin's coming back. Maybe. For his segment. I think he wins. Later at the end here on music. Stay tuned for that and more. And comment down below who you think actually won. Just say it. Kevin. Totally Kevin. (laughs) We're going to pause for a minute. You see these things above our head? You see the one that's glowing? That's the one you need to choose. You remember that. Hey, you can't bribe people in post. I'm doing the video editing. I can do whatever (laughs) I want. Disagree. Okay, so let's talk about everybody's favorite politics. Topic. <laughs> yeah, I said it better. Let's talk about everybody's favorite topic. Politics. Um, so yeah, you know, we're launching Jackson Cloud and there's a lot of conversations that sometimes the church shies away from or is quiet about. And unfortunately, there's sometimes like the biggest conversations that need to be had. Uh, part of the reason sometimes churches shy away from it is because people don't know how to talk well about it without kind of losing their cool. Um, and so they start thinking like, well, let's create a peace by letting everybody have different thoughts on things and just never bringing it up. <laughs> the problem is, though, like those conversations are big, important conversations, you know, like your politics should reflect the things that your faith cares about. And if the church isn't coming together to to like dissect biblically what does Jesus care about, what does God care about, then everybody kind of goes their own way, you know? And people tend to turn politics into God in the first place, so it always gets out of control and everyone's like, well, and God believes what I believe. But then you start looking through scriptures and you're like, mm, maybe that's not always the case. And so big, important conversations are important to have with one another. And if we toss it right out the window, some of the biggest parts of our lives get skipped. So um, we thought, hey, why not episode three? Let's kind of enter into that conversation a little bit. Um, and, and that way we kind of set the precedent. Hey, we talk about important things and the big parts of our lives. So, um, we're not going to be like, you know, getting crazy into like 
explicit politicians and things like that, just conversation about politics in general for today. Uh, so you guys have probably encountered politics in some form. What? No, <laughs> not ever. Yeah, I mean, the Internet's kind of like a hotbed right now. You say one thing, the whole thing explodes, you know, so you guys I mean, probably run into that. Yeah, it's almost like you comment... Oh, hey, that's cool. And then you get yelled back, No, it wasn't cool because of politics. <laughs> that's usually what happens. Yeah. So, I mean, big, like, number one rule, if you're going to talk politics with someone, just be respectful, guys. Like, if you're completely dominating the conversation, take that as a hint that they probably don't want to talk about politics right now. Or give them a chance to give their opinion. And don't talk over their opinion with why they're wrong. Listen to them first. Hmm. You can disagree, but you can disagree disagree respectfully. And one of the ways I think in which you do that is just by never touching the caps lock button. (laughs) (laughs) Avoid. Well, this is actually something I noticed, and I think this might just be a different in generations. Like, I grew up going from, like, really no computer to a computer, learning how to type rather than write things out, right? And then I went from that to texting with a, a phone where I've got to press... The same key four times four to times get one to get letter. To the letter I want. Did you have mm-hmm. that or did you go straight to... <laughs> I, I did, yes. Okay, all right. So we remembered this, P9, right? woo! But if you grew up texting anyone at all, you grew up with a completely different form of communication and you learned what everyone thought was appropriate you know and like there is a whole generation out there who never use that at all and still don't use it you know and uh um i think sometimes when you look on like social media like facebook you can see the differences in how people have learned the etiquette of typing their thoughts (laughs) and i think the understanding of how both sides like take the way in which you type like it becomes explosive there are times where I'm like, I don't think they meant it that way, but they didn't type it the way that you grew up typing. I, well, because and even the inflection in which you read it, yes, can change the tone or meaning of anything written. Always, mm-hmm. which is what we all learned in high school with all our drama. That's that's not what I meant when I said that. You just heard it in your mind differently. But yeah, it's it's explosive stuff. It's hard to talk about, and so we have to learn to talk about it well. But I think the grave error is to not talk about it at all and to just, like, say that this has nothing to do with Jesus. So here's, here's what I would say we need to understand politically as a church. For my whole life, I didn't understand why heaven was that important. Because most, most people in their minds, heaven is... You die, you go there. We don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. Maybe there's streets of gold. Maybe you're just spirit thing walking around. Maybe you're in the clouds with the harp and you're an angel. You know, like these are the ways in which we think of heaven. But then I remember in college, one of my professors saying like, this was Jesus's favorite thing. He talked about it more than anything. Heaven, heaven, heaven. And I'm like, then why don't I know anything about like anything? How, how do you talk so much about it? And I don't get it. And I remember... A um, few years later, while pastoring, I read Jesus for President by Shane Claiborne and Chris Haw. And a lot of the focus in that was Jesus' favorite thing, kingdom of heaven. And as I started pointing out all these passages about the kingdom of heaven, I realized heaven, when Jesus referred to it, 
it was rarely about a place that we all go when we die. It was about a kingdom where he was king and God had complete control and God's politics were lived out, God's characteristics of how people should be treating one another, his social justice, um, how we love one another was being carried out. And it was this idea that that's not somewhere we go and we die. It was this idea like this is coming to earth now and Jesus is ushering it in. He's inaugurate, inaugurating that kingdom and he's becoming the king of that, that place by dying on a cross. And other scriptures kind of point out when Jesus dies on a cross, he's becoming king. N.T. Wright has a kind of classic book on that topic. Um, uh, but uh, when I started to catch a glimpse of this, I'm like, A, heaven matters now. And B, the Bible says I'm a citizen there. And so if I'm going to live in any specific way today, like my allegiance is not to America, it's not to any other country, my full allegiance is to Jesus. And so if my country says one thing that disagrees with Jesus's understanding of the kingdom, which one am I held to? I mean, Jesus. If I'm following what America expects of me instead of following Jesus, well, you know, Revelation paints that picture a lot. Like, where are you going to follow a, a beast of the nations or are you going to follow Jesus's kingdom? And constantly Revelation's like the theme is Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow his kingdom. His kingdom's going to be the only thing left when it comes and, and comes on the earth. Well, everything else is done away with. So that has become kind of like my sticking point. And I find that it clashes with everything. The politics of Jesus slaps up against the wall of everything. I mean, even, you know, like, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. When was the last meek person you saw get any land? You know, like, <laughs> hi, can I have your house? Like, that's not how it works, you know? Like, a meek person doesn't gain land. And yet, in the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is like, those are the ones who are loaded with property. <laughs> those who aren't like stopping your house and like with guns and give me all your stuff you know it's like so whatever i run into whatever comes up it's like okay what did jesus say well constantly it seems to be counter and constantly his life brings up themes that are political you know what do we think of refugees but jesus was a refugee as soon as he was born there was a forced abortion on his life and he had to flee to go live in another land until it was safe to come back to his own would we have taken care of Jesus as a nation? Or would we have said that's too complicated, too difficult? You know, like, it's just constantly, 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 the Bible pushes issues, social issues, political issues up in our mind and says, what are you allegiant to? And which one will you choose every time? And so, anyways, that's kind of the start of a conversation. I don't know what you guys want to feed into that or... Well, I mean, keep in mind that there's a... Law, there's a literal law in the United States separating church and state. So if there is something that you think the church needs to be involved in, don't ask the government to get involved in it. <laughs> Whenever we as Christians ask the government to get involved in something, we are removing ourselves and our ability to make a difference in that thing. So keep that in mind sometimes, guys. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, what does it mean to install heaven on earth? It means to take care of people. So when we're like, hey, government, 
do the church's job for us. <laughs> like we're kind of offloading what our what Jesus is like. This is part of the reason you're here to install heaven. You do it. And of course, there's moments where like we might look at politics and be like, you're actually doing the opposite. Like you're you're um, hurting those who need help. That's when it's like we got to be prophetic and be like, hey, it, you need to change some things here. And I've gotten involved in some local politics just in Jackson to try to help craft some new rules and understandings that that help take care of people. That doesn't always happen. But that's when I see like there's this wall and we need to kind of break it down to help out. So, yes, it's important to get involved in government prophetically when you're trying to make correction as the prophets always did to governmental leaders. Um, but at the same time, it's important that like we understand like the government isn't always going to do the things that the kingdom of heaven expects. And we know that wall there. And so we need to do whatever Jesus expects of us and not be like, this is your job. Because Jesus looks at us and says, my kingdom is heaven. I'm trying to install that. And I'm expecting this of you as Christians, regardless of what your government might be doing. Um, so, yeah. And I think it's very important that the church, I mean, steps up not as, you know, oh, the, the church should do it as like, a replacement of some other entity that you're not a part of but if it's something that you think needs to be done I think you should step up in the church and lead it yourself to try to help lead that change you know because if you're passionate in it there's probably a reason you're passionate in it yeah. and there's probably a reason you would be good to move forward and help lead that discussion yeah. and so we just need to be open to the spirit I, let's be honest this is messy area you know like not only do we have different thoughts and beliefs on a lot of different things even across something as unified or sometimes disunified as the church um but like we have to have soft hearts for each other and we have to have soft hearts that are willing to listen to where the spirit would lead us because I don't naturally think in heavenly ways. That's just like, you know, like I... Right. <laughs> someone slapped you, turn the other cheek. I don't naturally think that. That's Yeah, I would rather punch them in the face. That's my <laughs> usual. I mean... Well, that is that is what it means to be human or, you know, to be fallen human. But when Jesus is like, the ways of heaven, you know, someone just sued you, give them more than they want in court, it's like... No, <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> but like, then there's that question again. Who are you allegiant to? Do you want the ways of fallen humanity? Do you want the ways of earthly politics? Or do you want the higher ways of heavenly politics? Which will be the only thing left in the end when heaven comes to earth. And that's where we live and that's how we live. And so we, we, have, to, we have to decide... Uh, every day to soften our hearts because we naturally do not want the politics. I know it sounds bad as a Christian. We naturally don't want to live the ways that Jesus expects us to live. And so we usually ignore those parts when we read the Bible. The Beatitudes alone, if you lived out the Beatitudes alone, it would, <laughs> it would revolutionize your life because it would be so counter to the way that you would want to live. Mm -hmm. Or that you're told you're supposed to live. Or, or that you're told you're supposed to live, you know? 
even Christian justice, like, yes, it is justice. It's really the only form of justice because God is the definition of it. But it doesn't look like earthly justice at all because it's forgiving people, loving them, helping them. <laughs> helping them more than that. And, yeah, taking care of your enemies. Like, that doesn't sound like justice, but Jesus is like, this is what I call you to. And so if we, if we take on other definitions, if we don't listen, uh, we will find ourselves living something out that is not the politics of heaven. So that's kind of just like a first conversation in that direction, uh, which for me, I don't think it needs to be a hot topic because what we just learned was what we typically all believe as Christians. Our allegiance is to Jesus and Jesus alone. Sure, sometimes we can uh, overlap with the world because they're not always opposed to each other. But more often than not, our allegiance to Jesus is going to run in to the allegiance of this world and Jesus is going to be like, where are you going to stand? <laughs> and again, Revelation, that's part of like the intensity of it. Revelation pictures the kingdoms of this world as Lady Babylon and then Jesus. And you have a choice when you find them clashing, which one will you choose? And I would prefer to be with Jesus, despite the fact that that will bring persecution naturally. Uh, and that's what John expected his people to hear when he talked about it. It's like, which one are you going to choose? That's going to hurt. But that's okay. You've made the right decision. So, yeah. Other thoughts before we close this one out? If you want to make a difference, do it in an encouraging way. If you encourage change, instead of screaming about it, I think you'll might make a bigger difference in the end. I'd agree. I mean, not only that, or be the change that you want to see. Which is a quote from the internet, probably. I don't... I mean, that quote is used so much a lot. I'm going to say anonymous. I don't, I don't know, know who originally said it. Yeah. Like the hackers. <laughs> sure. Was that, was the hackers funny? anonymous. Let's just put that up on the screen so it looks professional. As the hacker group Anonymous says, be the change you want to see. <laughs> I think it might have been Gandhi. Ga- Gandhi, who was a part of the hackers group Anonymous. <laughs> and blooper reel. Oh, that, that's canon. <laughs> that's canon. So Lecrae's new album, Restoration, um, it is a take on his personal journey and his testimony, what he's had to overcome uh, in the past five to ten years of his life, uh, just dealing with um, not only personal struggles in faith, but also uh, cultural struggles and things that happen in society and how he uh, wrestles with that as a Christian and how uh, he can relate to others through that. Um, you know, Lecrae, he's... He's had many albums. He's won two Grammy Awards. Um, and this is his first album back on his independent label, which is Reach Records, uh, a record label that he helped uh, found. Um, and he says, uh, according to some of his um, social media content, that he has a lot more freedom uh, to do things kind of his way. Um, actually, one of the songs that was released as a single before the album dropped, uh, entitled Deep End, which it was a response, he wrote the song basically in response to all the racial uprising and everything that was happening in our nation. 
um, with the protests, with the shootings. Um, and he was able to write that within a few days, uh, produce it, record it, and get the music video out within like two weeks, which on a major label would have taken months, uh, if not more than that, to get out there. So uh, you can see that there's some of that freedom that he is enjoying already with just being back on home base there. Um, but Lecrae is really great because he engages with culture uh, alongside faith. Um, and he speaks to a culture that is in desperate need for a radical love like Jesus. Um, but he does so in a way that uh, the average listener can tune in and can kind of get a comprehension of what's going on and uh, just how God has shifted his life. And um, I'm just I'm excited for him and that this album has been so great. And uh, yeah, he's he's back at it. So I don't know if you guys have heard it. I, I haven't heard it since it came out, but I heard some of the tracks before it came out. There's that zombie song. Yes, ah, I just love the 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 melody. It, it's zombie has a great uh, sonic sound to it. It's it kind of begins with just some piano in the background, and then it goes into the beat. It's uh, it's a great tune. Whenever rap has like that super like. I don't know, melodic <laughs> overtone to it. I always get super psyched. It's, it's my thing. Yeah. Hold on. What, can we explain what this was again? This was the melodic overtone. Oh, okay. <laughs> what don't you understand? No. Uh, <laughs> just, just try to clarify. Likewise, I don't know if any of you have... Uh, have you read or listened to his audiobook? Read his book, listened to his audiobook? I have not, actually. I didn't know he had Super it, good. It's very good. If you're looking for a good book to read, this is a good one. It's kind of just like his story what he's been through how he got where he was and it's super intense there's a lot of stuff in there yeah. you can already hear a lot of that in the the lyrics of his music um, but if you all want something to inspire you it's definitely worth the read and or listen and since we knew that kevin was going to be talking with lecrae we went ahead and sent him an email uh and he is coming up to talk with us next this is news to me <laughs> He's not. He's not really. I just <laughs> I wanted to see if Kevin would freak out or not. No, no. I. I mean, I know you're a man of many capabilities, Jamin. But uh, hey, when to I get Lecrae to come on this, when I worked on radio, <laughs> I was supposed to talk to him. Supposed to. Twice. What you did. You did talk to quite a few people. He didn't. He didn't call. <laughs> I think he was on tour, and there was a time change between where he was and what Michigan time was. So I was like, when Lecrae stand me up? <laughs> and then we found out. It's like, oh, we misunderstood what time we were actually talking about. So we rescheduled, and I don't remember what happened after that. Thanks for bringing it up. Kind of a sore spot. You're all jerks. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Jackson Cloud. And be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. And check out our Discord server. We'll uh, link it below. We can talk about anything we talked about today. I forgot to spell my gum. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's cool. Just throw it in uh, Jamin's nope, nope, coffee don't do cup that. here. Where's, where's the... It's... I'm just going to stick it right here and then I'll pick it up later. Okay. Oh, that's super gross. Right. <laughs> we'll put that after the credits. <laughs> <laughs>